0: Now we're going to switch over to the NFL. First, we're going to start off with the coach hirings. There's been a lot, so try and keep count with us. Ryan, what were those coach hirings
1: in the NFL? There's a total of eight teams that hired new head coaches so far this offseason, one of them being Arizona. They hired Indian, uh, Indianapolis offense coordinator Bruce Arians. Buffalo went after Syracuse's former head coach, Doug Marone. The Bears, they uh, picked up Mark Trestman from the CFL. Cleveland picked up Carolina offense coordinator Rod Chizinski. The Jaguars signed Gus Bradley. He was the defense coordinator for the excellent defense that he was able to anchor in uh, Seattle. One of the top defenses in the season. Andy Reid left the Eagles and decided to take uh, the job at uh, Kansas City. Philadelphia goes to Oregon and grabs Chip Kelly, one of the more controversial decisions so far out of the head coaches that was hired. And San Diego rounds it up, uh, picking up Denver's offense coordinator, Mike McCoy. Uh, Josh, I know you wanted to touch a, bit, a little bit on it about the Chip Kelly hiring. Uh, what was your opinion about that?
0: Yeah, I was really surprised at that. Um, I thought uh, Chip Kelly was going to stay in Oregon. I thought Oregon was going to, you know, I thought they were only going to get better. And I thought Chip Kelly had a, had a good grasp on that program. But I was really surprised um, that he took the NFL job. I know uh, NFL coaches get more recognition than college coaches do, but... I really thought that his favorite bird was was the Duck.
1: And look at the team that he's taken over in Philadelphia. It's it, it's a mess. You don't know who your quarterback is. Are you going to run Vic? Are you going to run Foles? Or are you going to go after somebody else? Your receivers are a mess, and your defense isn't solid at all. I mean, you really don't. Your only positive, I think, on that team is Sean McCoy at this point. And how can he fit... Offense that he was running in Oregon—that uh, an awkward spread offense, I guess you can call it a weird form of it—and try and put that in an NFL against NFL defenses, I I don't see how that would work.
0: I, I think I think he'll he'll find a way to adjust, but I think it'll take time. I don't expect the Eagles to be a contender in the next two to three years. I I'd honestly give them four or five.
1: Yeah, I think. And then you look over at the Chicago Bears, and really a surprise to everybody, they didn't go after anybody that was really local. They went to a guy who does have NFL experience. He has been a coordinator for guys like Steve Young. Um, but Mark Trestman, he was a coach for Montreal Alouettes. Uh, he won a CFL championship there, but and he's a very offensive-minded of coach, totally different than what they had at Lovey Smith. Um, but you look at it, and then the main question was, can he work with Jay Cutler? And he wants to bring in a system, uh, West Coast offense they were talking about, with a team that still has no offensive line, We'll see if they fix that over the offseason. But do you think Trestman, with the Bears and more importantly with Cutler, can get things done this coming year?
0: I think this coming year is going to be a stepping stone. I don't see them, you know, shocking the league. But I do see them making a step in the right direction. I think Trestman's a good fit. Uh, Jay Cutler seems to like him. The fans wanted offense, and that's what they're going to get with Trestman. So it's something to look forward to for Bears fans.
1: Right. I think so. And then let's go over to the uh, championship games that happened this past Sunday. In the NFC, it was San Francisco traveling to the Georgia Dome. And at one point, Atlanta had a 17-0 lead. They ended up blowing the lead. And San Francisco came back to win, 28-24 late. Kaepernick was 16-21, 233 yards and a touchdown. Matt Ryan, all in all, had a good game. He was 30-42, for 42, 396 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, really something that the 49ers were able to do is Frank Gore they were able to run the ball effectively. He had 90 yards, two touchdowns. But for Atlanta, Julio Jones had a really great game. There's nothing wrong with it. 11 catches, 180 yards, two touchdowns. You usually think that's enough to win. Atlanta's defense, two weeks in a row now, blowing big leads. They end up falling this one, and uh, ends up costing them. And possibly Tony Gonzalez basically said this is his last game. Uh, that was his third uh, largest comeback in postseason history by the 49ers. Now let's travel to Foxborough, Massachusetts, New England. Uh, took on Baltimore in a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. Baltimore and New England back and forth most of the game, but second half, all Baltimore. They had scored 21 unanswered scores in the second half. Baltimore won 28-13. to 13. Joe Flacco was the main part of this game, and really the reason. We talk about Ray Lewis. We talk about how he. this is his final ride, and he will retire after this season, but Joe Flacco, 21-36, to 36, 240 yards, three touchdowns. He ultimately, he outplayed Brady. Say what you want about Walker dropping passes. He did. He dropped a huge pass. But once, I think the main part of this game and what really changed it for the Ravens was a key to Lee very early, getting hurt, hurting his thigh. That was who they had covering Anquan Bolden. After that, Bolden's able to go out there and uh, catch two touchdown passes. That ultimately won the game for him. Um... Now we know Ray Lewis will travel to New Orleans and have one more game. Could be a storybook ending. And now we have a matchup of the Harborough brothers. Jim and John, they will play each other. It is the second time that these two have met. Last year, last Thanksgiving. And the Ravens were able to win that game 16-6. Uh, early line on the game, 49ers, 4.5 point lead. And the over and under right now is 40 and a half, or 49.5. I want to ask you guys... Um, What's your take on what happened in the championship games, if you were surprised? And then uh, what do you think is going to happen in the Super Bowl?
0: Well, first I want to touch base on the Atlanta-San Francisco game. I was was so shocked at the Atlanta defense just totally blowing the lead. You don't give up that many points in that short amount of time with a 17-point lead. Even if they won the game, they didn't deserve it, and... Moving on, if they did win the game, it would. I don't think they would have done anything in the Super Bowl. Do you have to come back with momentum? And the Super Bowl is—it's a neutral ground. If Atlanta were to win that game, I don't see them even showing up in the Super Bowl. And as far as San Francisco, they—they they definitely played. They played their balanced offense well. Uh, you said Gore. You know he ran the ball efficiently. Kaepernick tore apart that Atlanta defense. Right. Right. And. Although I was surprised, Crabtree didn't do much.
1: No, they really, they quieted him, and I was surprised. It was all Vernon Davis. Uh, Vernon Davis, he did, he caught five catches, 106 yards, and a touchdown. They went to the tight end. They were going through the middle of the field. They were slicing up that Atlanta defense, and Atlanta just didn't look efficient. And then on the other side, you look at San Francisco, their defense played excellent. They were able to stop the running game. Atlanta, the only reason I think Atlanta was able to beat Seattle in the first place last week was their running game. uh, Rodgers and uh, Turner had great games and you look at it now and you look at this and San Francisco shut them down with that elite defense and that's really what's carried them and helped them with such a young quarterback that Colin Kaepernick is
0: and you look at you look at Davis's okay five catches but those catches were timely and those were big plays. They right. weren't just, you know, little in routes to get a first down. All of his all of his catches he was wide open. I don't know who's covering him. I don't know what that
1: Atlanta, that Atlanta defense was doing, but something's not right. They gotta fix that in the offseason. And you look at it, and Vernon Davis is faster than all those linebackers out there, those safeties, and he's faster than some corners in the NFL. He's a very athletic tight end, and that's gonna play a big role, I think, coming in the Super Bowl against a Ravens defense. That we see them, they go against teams. We saw it Last week with the Broncos, 87 plays they had to be out there. This week with the Patriots, they played almost that. They've been able to hang in there. But now you're going against a younger team, a faster team. It's, it's going to be a good game.
0: Touching base on that New England game, I was, I was really shocked. I honestly thought Tom Brady was going to show up more than he did. I'm not saying Tom Brady had a bad game, but I am saying that he wasn't as clutch as I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to pull something out at the end, and Baltimore just ran away with it.
1: I think, you know, the big play that really... They were able to take the lead 21-13 late, but then that Ridley fumble, that it, it was a questionable call. Was he on the ground or not? But that fumble... Well, I think,
0: I think when I saw that, I, th- I think he hit it out with his knee.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was it was a close play. Um, really ended up getting hurt on the play, but that really swung all the momentum to Baltimore. Their defense, I thought... With Brady running a up, hurry-up offense that he was trying to do, that they would be able they would be able to keep them off balance, tire down the older defense that it is. But Baltimore was able to rally around it, and we've seen it. They were not coming into the playoffs; they stumbled. They were not strong coming into the playoffs. Joe Flacco, there was a the question: Can he? Can he handle it? Can he play? Because that's the Achilles' heel for the Ravens. And ultimately, Joe Flacco, eight touchdowns, no picks so far this postseason, has carried the Ravens through this all. He's helped them. He's outperformed Manning, and he's outperformed Brady. You never think you'd hear it, but Flacco has thus far, and I think come, you know, two weeks now at Super Bowl in New Orleans, you look at Kaepernick, he's young, this will be his 10th start in the NFL, Flacco's first Super Bowl, but I think experience on the Baltimore side is really going to influence this game. I think it's going to be a great game between the Harbaugh brothers, and it's something we've never seen before, but With the Ravens, if they get Ray Rice going against San Francisco, it's going to be real hard. They're going to have to play in, and I think Joe Flacco is going to tear up that secondary like he has recently with Torrey Smith and Bolden.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you brought up uh, Ray Rice. If you were to have this game, the Super Bowl, come down to running games, who do you have? Do you have Frank Gore or do you have Ray Rice?
1: Oh, I have Ray Rice. I think Ray Rice overall is a much more effective running back he fights for extra yards much more than Gore. He's younger. He's faster. Out of the backfield, if you look at that, when you see what San Francisco has to do, they have to pull in. You can look at even their second running back. Just look at Michael uh, James uh, from San Francisco. Great out of the field, out of the backfield passing. But then you look at uh, Pierce for Baltimore. Great, too. I think it's really evenly matched running games, but I think Ray Rice has the edge for them over Frank Gore in San Francisco.
0: Now that we've reviewed uh, the specifics, let's just take a look at the big picture. Who's winning the Super Bowl in two weeks?
1: I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say it is going to be the Ravens. I think they do it one more time. This is Ray Lewis's swan song. This is the end, and I think they go out there. It will be a close game. Uh, I can see it when you look at the 49.5 that they're calling. I can see that, um, but I think it will be close. I think this year the Ravens will pull it out by at least a field goal. What's your score? Uh, I'm going to go with... 27,
0: 24, Ravens. All right, we got special guest Dan Frigo here. Dan, what do you – give us a score and who comes out on top.
1: Okay. So, obviously, it's 49ers and the Ravens in the Super Bowl. It's coming up two weeks. And uh, I'm going to go with I'm gonna
0: go with, uh, 17, 14, 49ers. And uh, I think, you know, obviously, 49ers are coming first. You know, obviously, Ravens have an outstanding off, uh, offense this year. And, you know, coming in the playoffs, you know, obviously, like Ryan said – they were, you know, kinda of sketchy. I think Joe Flacco pulled it out. You know, one of the young against the Broncos, upset many people, Patriots, upset many people, and now they deserve to be in the Super Bowl. 49ers, great defense, holding up the Falcons, then holding up the uh, Packers. And I think it'll just be a good game. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go out on a limb here and I'm gonna to have to go with San Francisco. I know that uh, Flacco can be sketchy, but when he's on, when he's good, he's great. And Ray Rice can carry that team, and of course Ray Lewis is—he's obviously came to play, and he's got something to prove. Um, but Colin Kaepernick—I feel like history is gonna repeat itself. Everybody, every single game, every single big game that he's played, critics come in and say, "Oh, he's too young. He's not gonna carry the team." And he always comes up with huge drives. Seventeen nothing down to Atlanta. And he comes back and he does it. Right. He put that team on his shoulders, and I think that's what he's going to do in the Super Bowl. It's going to be close. It's I a blown out Super Bowl. It just it it's, can't seem right to me. I think uh, Flacco and Kaepernick are going to have good games. I I honestly I don't see too much running in this game. I think uh, they're going to use their passing more than usual. I don't think it's going to be too balanced, but I think it's going to be. I would say 75-25, passing, running. I don't I don't see them okay. handing the ball off too much. we well, got
1: two of the top run defenses out there. I mean, see who it's really just going to be a battle of who can push more and who gets a little bit more of the edge. And I, the final score, I, you know
0: what, I think I have to say, I'm going to say 21-17, 49ers.
1: I think when you look at Kaepernick, and I think that a lot of people, they have uh, jumped on him about it, well, he's a running quarterback. But you saw it in Atlanta, he didn't have to run. He ran very few. I mean, against Green Bay, tore him up. There was no question about it. But, I mean, I think it's going to be a a tough game. It's going to be one of the better Super Bowls that we've seen. And, uh, like you said, not a blowout, I don't see that at all. I think it's going to be very evenly matched. But, you know, I I see the Ravens coming out on top. And, nonetheless, I think it's going to be a great uh, Super Bowl. and pretty excited for
0: it. All right. Well, that's going to wrap things up for JTP Joe's Talking Pros. I'm Josh Barlog along with Ryan Ebner and special guest Dan Frigo. Are you ready for Super Bowl 47? We are. Go Niners. Let's go Ravens. Ray Lewis, baby. One more time.